Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. Welcome. Welcome. Time flies when you're having fun. This was like the fastest week, I think, of my whole life. Very <laughs> fast week. I actually think the last three weeks have been very speedy. Very speedy indeed. Speedy indeed. Very, very speedy indeed. Can you believe now that Monday is the 1st of March? I know. Bloody mad scenes. Oh, March is going gonna, is gonna to be... Hitting different for a lot of people because the whole yeah. year situation. There's going to be some weird feels in March, I feel. What do you feel about the weird feels? Yeah. Jazz, what were you doing this time last year? I know what I was doing. I was, I was going. I was actually this day. So at time of recording, it's the 26th of February. This was my last day in work before my best friend Sarah and Jody's wedding. Oh. So their wedding day was the 28th. But then I took the 27th off work as well because we went down a day early and had like a big party. Remember when we could have parties and mm. it was great. And yeah, and then like the day we came home from the wedding, I think it was like the first kind of like confirmed case that I can remember. Like we're like it was in the community. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just so mad how like how much has changed but also how little has changed because we've been in lockdown for a year. You know? Yeah, uh, this week, last week, I was away skiing in the French Alps. I was in uh, Val Thorene. I went on the 22nd of February last year, I think, and came home on the 29th. Yes, that's correct. Because I remember, it's like we usually go skiing in at the end of January, and this is the first year we went later in the year, like end of February, because I remember I was waiting for it for ages. And when we got there, like... It was when Corona, the news about Corona was really only like starting in the world and kind of spreading and didn't really have any worries about it. But then when we got there, it was this week when I think the, f- the first case arrived into Ireland from a flight from Italy, literally the Italian Alps as well, literally over a bloody mountain from where we were. And I was, we were like, oh my God, like Corona is in Ireland. When we go home, there's going to be Rona there. And we were so bloody worried. And as the week went on, we were like, oh my god, like we're, we have to fly home, and they're they're saying like the worst thing about it is that like if you get on a plane, you can get it. All the airports. So we were freaked the whole week leading up to coming home. Like literally, the, as soon as we got there, we were like, oh my god, and uh, and then yeah, by the time we were coming home, like people not necessarily wearing masks, but like we had our like we our our like winter snoods up around our mouths and our noses when you we were flying home because we were so freaked got home on the 29th I actually went straight to a party as well when I got home uh, two of my cousins both there joint engagement party loads of people out in town in Dublin and like only a couple of weeks later we were locked down so this week this week last year it was just nuts it's just like it's so mad to look back on life like a year ago like I have photographs from Sarah and Sarah and Jody's wedding and it's just like we were swinging out of each other like this was mm. before social distancing was a thing like you were grabbing people up family members like swinging at each other hugging each other kissing each other all over each other on the dance floor like feeding each other like all the mad stuff that you do at weddings like and you just don't like that's just so alien now like I was thinking as well I saw something and it was like all of the stuff that we used to do pre-COVID times were we just carefree or were we actually disgusting both (laughs) definitely both but I yeah we were speaking on the show was that last week this week I don't know what we do once crown is over can't wait to just lick all my friends faces and not have to worry 
please uh, don't come near me oh, oh sorry I forgot we're not friends okay, yes I'm no, no. colleagues colleagues are different friends I, I lick all my friends <laughs> friends on both cheeks colleagues just get licked on one side. <laughs> but yeah. speaking of all this do, do, there was a bloody mad headline today and I know this guy has quite a big following he's an artist he's a rapper from the UK called Slow Tie but yeah. he came out today and he said I promise not to spit in anyone's mouth at gigs again and I was reading up on it today apparently it, has, it was quite a thing for him to be at gigs and he'd jump down into the crowd and spit in people's mouths. But like not unwarranted, like they would want him to spit in their mouth. Like the first time it happened, it was a girl and she was at his gig and she was holding up a banner or a poster or whatever and she was like, Slow tie, I need you to spit in my mouth. And there's a picture of it like he jumped off the stage, came down and joined her in the crowd, <laughs> spat in her mouth because that was the thing that they did. Uh, and he he has today he's only today come out and said oh I promise not to spit in anyone's mouth anymore I was like what the hell have you been doing for the past year oh no oh my god that's disgusting Uh, I did see a a funny article that I read today where I read it about it was like it's nice to see that it's not only us plebs but also high profile celebrities have to make sacrifices in these unprecedented times as well thank you Slow Tie for promising not to spit in anyone's mouth going forward that is mad absolutely bonkers that, that is information that I was happy not knowing in my life um, I mean, like, I don't even know where to, to to move on from this. Like, where do I go from here? Have you ever spat in anyone's mouth? Ew, no, that's not moving on. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know it is. It is disgusting. Um, moving on how can we move on shout out to Red Bull Ireland because they sent us in so much Red Bull for the office even though not a lot of people here five crates of Red Bull landed at my desk today and that's honestly a lifetime supply of Red Bull that is a lot that, you, know, you, are, you are going to be buzzed for the rest of your life I was. I came into work today and everyone's like oh are you going to have a good show <laughs> I was like I bloody hope so <laughs> that was very nice thanks oh <laughs> Ow. Oh, I felt that. I felt ow, that. Oh, my knee. That banged his knee off the desk. Do you know why I don't get Why do they call it a funny bone? Because there's nothing funny about when you whack it off something. I know. Like, why do you do that? Just laughing a lot. Laughing a lot, a lot, a lot. When your knee keeps telling jokes, funny bone. Um, what coming up this week? Um, we we spoke. Week. We, were, we were so giving this week, weren't we? We gave away so many passes. I can't even count on my hands because I don't have enough fingers all the amount of passes that we gave away for Billy no not passes for Billy Eilish passes for Apple TV Plus to celebrate um, Billy Billy Eilish's new documentary The World's a Little Blurry it landed on uh, Apple TV Plus on the 26th of February and it looks amazing I want to watch it over the weekend yeah it does looks very very good also probably the most heated debate we have ever had on the show and that's that's no word of a lie we were it was Dad, a it was a full blown fight. Don't bring it up because I'm just I'm gonna be angry with you again. We we made up, we're friends again. Sorry, sorry, we're colleagues again, and I don't I don't want to fight again. I don't have the energy. It was a full blown fight over something that was the most random thing ever. I still feel very passionate about it. You'll hear it all uh, in the podcast. Hope you enjoy and talk to you. Talk to you later. Talk to you in March. <laughs> oh my Even god, yeah. Okay, enjoy the podcast. See you later. Bye. The Suecast with Jazz and Laura.
Jazz, I have to confess, I got a text message off your girlfriend over the weekend. Oh. Excuse me. Oh. Are you nervous? Uh, should I be, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No reason to be nervous whatsoever. Um, no, Jazz, I think I think it's it's safe to say now that whether I, you know, sometimes I watch good movies, sometimes I watch bad movies, and I like to talk about them here on the show. Mm. Uh, but for the past couple of weeks, I've been talking a lot to you about movies um, and leading up to the weekend. I'm like, look, when you're relaxing this weekend, when you're at home, stick this movie on. This is a great movie. Uh, well, I watched a movie uh, over the weekend. It was on Amazon Prime. It was called I Care A Lot. And if you haven't seen it, go and check out a trailer. It is so, so amazing. And halfway through, I was like, Jazz, Jazz, you need to know about this movie. I need to tell you about it. So I sent you a little voice note over the weekend. I was like, Jazz, you need to watch this movie. I'm watching it. It's great, it's great, it's great. And uh, then I got a text off your girlfriend on Sunday and she was like, Laura, thank you. Because Jazz (laughs) keeps texting me all these amazing movie recommendations and I'm starting to feel like every single weekend I have a new movie recommendation and it's all thanks to you. And I was like, oh, that's really nice. I'm so (laughs) glad you enjoyed the movie. And now I'm starting to feel like a little bit of a third wheel in the relationship. And I'm like, just thinking to myself, I'm like, is Jazz making his girlfriend happy or am I making his girlfriend yeah. happy? <laughs> because there has been a few instances like that recently. There's been a good few movies that's, you know, you can't do a whole lot in the weekends these days. So movies and TV is what's filling your time. And you, in, yeah, as a matter of fact, you are playing a big part in my relationship these days, which I'm not sure is nice or is a little bit weird. Like I, I tried to disconnect from my professional life in the weekend and somehow you're still a topic of conversation and providing content in my life on Saturdays and Sundays. Aren't you lucky though? Because I know you say to me, don't contact me on the weekends. I want nothing to do with you past 9.05pm on a Friday. But when a movie is that good, you have to share it with your mates. But I was just like, Jazz is going to love this. And I love how you've been obviously telling all your girlfriend to be like, hey, Claudia, you should watch this. You should watch this. And then she's like, Jazz, you're so wonderful and amazing (laughs) at movies. But I'm glad I'm getting credit for it. It'd be worse if you weren't giving me credit for it. Yeah. I think think secretly, Claudia would be happier with me. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe if if I truly do care for her I need to do what's best for her and bow out of the relationship <laughs> and let and let you replace me in my in my own relationship just the two best friends that anyone could ever have watching great movies together what, what I find the most interesting is though you te- when you text me this recommendation on the weekend though you said oh I'm in the middle of this movie right now like you were you were halfway mm. through and the thought came into your head that oh I need to tell Jazz about this like if that was me I'd have been like ah do you know I'll tell whoever <laughs> needs to know once I'm finished I'm not interrupting my movie to tell someone else <laughs> which I think is a, a, it's a good trait you're looking out for others yeah, well, I was watching it kind of with you in mind because I know that on the weekends oh, like, you're you. always looking for something to watch. God, Jazz, I just think about you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just thought you would really enjoy it. And you know what? I was going to say, if if the tables were turned, you'd, you'd do the same for me. But now I don't think you yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I would. I think it says more about you than it does about me. But thank you for the recommendation. It was a, it was a very good movie. You're welcome. <laughs> the Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. The weekend and Friday night, it was lit. It was litty to the titty, let me tell you. <laughs> was it? What, what had it so... Well, you know, it was actually not not that lit. It was very nearly lit. And when I mean lit, I mean lit as in a light, as in on fire. So I went home after the show and, you know, not a lot going on. And on Friday afternoon before I'd come into work, I was doing a bit of washing and I had stuff drying um, 
had like a load of boxers and a load of socks that had been washed and were almost finished drying uh, kind of like in the in the kind of spare room in the house where not a lot goes on and I had cleared them out before I came into work on Friday and just literally chucked them all on my desk in my room before I came into work and as I was doing it I said to myself oh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to be annoyed at myself now later when I forget those are there and I want to chill and I have to organise all my bits. And when I got home on Friday, I watched a bit of TV, then went upstairs to try and chill and whatever, play the PlayStation or whatever I was doing. Walked into my room and I was Standard. like... Yeah, and I was like, oh no, all these bloody socks. And it was literally like all my socks had been washed. So there was probably, probably no less than 7,000 socks to be paired up and put away, you know? <laughs> Not so, being dramatic or anything. Yeah, essentially, by my rough calculations. So I was pairing them and chucking them into the, the, my wardrobe and stuff and then I was kind of on Instagram and half flicking on my phone at the same time and then I was like oh here let's have a little, little bit of fun so I went on my Instagram store and it put the camera facing me on hands free oh, yeah. and I was pairing the socks um, facing the camera and then chucking them over my shoulder into my uh, drawers into the drawers that they go in and I yeah. and I put a I think I put like an ACDC song as the soundtrack and I just uploaded that because yeah. I was like oh, this is it and I literally captioned Friday nights are lit because that is what life is like at the moment and literally within no joke within 30 seconds of me uploading that I had three messages one was from you Laura one was from my girlfriend yeah. and one was from another friend of mine being like oh my god jazz the candle <laughs> to watch out and I was like what what are they talking about and because I came in so fast I started to panic and I was like what? what's going on I checked them and they are like look at the candle in the back and what I didn't realise was I had a candle lighting on my chest of drawers which mm. was literally like I'm going to say 10 centimetres from the drawer that was pulled out where I was aiming the socks so I essentially was throwing these dry cotton socks at a lighting flame a pretty big candle as well and I and the thing is that scared me the most is I didn't see the candle and I didn't recognise the danger in what I was doing but but yeah. you and a lot of people were like oh my god would you actually be careful I was watching your stories and I was like and like that I, I, I was flicking through Instagram and it had just gone up like so I was in like a one, like one or two minutes like it was only up for one or two minutes when I saw it and I was like Jazz I straight away I was like Jazz you are giving me like nerves like I am sweating here watching I was like can you please watch that candle and you were like ha so many people are saying that to me ha and I was like no seriously like you need to watch that candle like I would have been like how, how did you not see it like oh, yeah. as soon as I light a candle I'm terrified to even leave the room I can't take my eyes off it yeah I don't know I think it's just two types of people in the world those who are very wary and cautious of a naked flame and those who throw socks at naked flames do you know Oh, Chaz, oh, please be the former, not the latter. Oh, my God. Very happy to announce, yeah. though, that after countless uh, attempts at me missing the drawer, <laughs> I did, and I did on camera, eventually get a ball of sock over my shoulder and into the drawer. And I couldn't believe it as well. I, I even put it on slow-mo yeah. on my Instagram story. I was bloody delighted with myself. The disbelief was amazing. Suecast with Jazz and Laura. Very sad day in the world of electronic music mm. today, as after 28 years producing music together, Daft Punk have announced that they are retiring as the act. Yeah, this is not the news I needed. One, this early on in the year, and especially on a Monday afternoon. Come on, lads, Mondays are tough enough. Yeah, people Don't online. Tell us that you're stopping music <laughs> <laughs> people online have been like oh I'm heartbroken and, and to be honest I'm not heartbroken because they've had such a long time 
Like tw- 28 years. I know. If, if, if your parents are being like, we're 28 years married, that's really good. But like, they've been. Or if you were saying, hi, I'm Lauren, I'm 28 years on this planet in July, that's oh my also God. pretty good. Daft Punk have been going and producing music for almost as long as you have been born and alive. I know. Isn't that mad? That's mad scenes. Um, but yeah, so they're they're retiring. And people are saying they're splitting up. They're not splitting up. Like They're not going separate ways. They're just stopping as Daft Punk. And I think there is a difference because I reckon they actually will come back. Do you know? I actually, I reckon... Do you actually? I think about five years, yeah. Because they're such, they're such genius creatives and they've they've been fairly iconic in terms of sound and producing music and sampling and all that I reckon there'll be a comeback within five years 100% but then, but then why go through the bother of actually like kind of making note like making a song and dance about like going on a hiatus then like would they not just like not release music and then be like surprise because they no? don't know it yet I know it but they don't know it yet they're like ah we're finished but oh sorry sorry I forgot you're a fortune teller and you can yeah. see the future ah yes you shouldn't have Thank forgotten um, but <laughs> I want I wanted to do this now I take absolutely no credit for, for this I've, I've seen this a million times online it's absolutely brilliant so first of all take a listen to this That piece of music is by a guy called Eddie Johns and it's called More Spell On You. A nice, upbeat track. I, I think it's from like the 70s or the 80s. Sound a little bit okay. familiar? Uh, a little bit, yeah. A little bit familiar. So this is the bass track of which Daft Punk made one more time. They're, inf- ah. they're probably one of their biggest songs ever. And they did it through sampling. And if you don't know what sampling is, DJ Talk coming out here. It's basically making music from music that existed before. And you take a little bit of inspiration and a snippet and you'd work your magic. And that's what Daft Punk are famous for. But they, pretty much all of their songs, they've they've sampled others and, and done really interesting things and it's an art form in itself making new music out of old pieces so they took that song by Eddie Johns called More Spell On You and they took these three parts that part that part and this part and with that they kind of rearranged them and they all also pitched them down and, and, and brought the, the key of them down just a little bit because they were like ah we, we like it but we want it to sound a little bit different and then they made them into these three parts and now it's sounding more familiar and it's sounding more yeah. like that song we all know and love they took those three little snippets like those one two second snippets from that song and then they pitched them down changed the key and then they just put them together in different patterns to do this ah now it sounds familiar ah. and then they you know a few different modifications and all of a sudden it's one more time That is Daft Punk and that is what they are absolutely amazing at and uh, it's just when you see it broken down like that like p- people over the years have been like oh that's they haven't created original music they took someone else's music now sampling is making music and an art form yeah. in itself and it's what they are so good at and the majority of their songs are made like that and it's just incredible and that's that's how iconic they were and they really made that a thing 
they're unreal yeah they're amazing oh they're absolutely unreal I think what kind of made me so sad like I know I completely agree like they've had a great run nearly 30 years in the industry I just think that I see when I was too young when they came to Ireland like I was only 12 or 13 yeah. I didn't get to go and see them live and I had them on my bucket list to see them live and now I'm like oh I probably never will. I know. Ah, uh, well, you know, I'm, yeah. I have I have predicted the future. I reckon they will be back at some stage. Until then, did you say this or did Jazz Sparagus say this? You know, when you predict the future using <laughs> yeah. vegetables, is yeah. Jazz Sparagus saying this? Do you know, I might just have a piece of asparagus in my back pocket. Who knows? The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. We are talking about the little in- injuries that hurt the most, and one that I experience so often is, you know, you get carried away when you're fidgeting with your fingernails and then that little bit of skin starts oh. coming off the side of your thumb and you're like ah do you know what I'll just rip this off now it'll be a tiny little piece and then before you know it you have half your arm torn off yeah. and you you can't stop pulling and it, it just won't dis disassociate itself with your thumb either mm. it's the worst I think they're called finger whittles finger whittles are they called like little whittles I think they're called whittles I could be wrong. Maybe it's slang. I don't know. I've never heard that before. <laughs> Finger whittles. Yeah. Whittles. Yeah, I'll have to Google it in a few minutes. I think they are whittles, though. Yeah. Little injuries, though. They always hurt the most. There you go. I didn't know there was a name for them. Uh, this is on WhatsApp. Hey, guys. So I am convinced that this is my second life. Um, I was up walking Ticknock Hill um, a while back, and I tripped and fell into a nettle bush, and I swear dying probably would have hurt less than what I had to go through um, on the drive to the pharmacy to get stuff to fix the burning that was all running down my arm and face. Very, very unfortunate. Oh, that's sore. Nettles are no joke. They're not to be messed with. Yeah, I was stung by a nettle years ago when I was a kid. I think mean, they used to say you have to put an, um, vinegar on it. Or a dock leaf. If you stink in a vinegar. If you, if you yeah, find or a dock, dock leaf, leaf yeah. you rub the dock leaf on it. Uh, we were just chatting there a few minutes ago about the kitchen scissors and cutting meat. And and off air, me and Laura were having the biggest argument, which I, th- I think we'll actually <laughs> save for another day. Uh, I, just, yeah. I just find the concept of meat scissors very, very strange. And Karina has been in touch saying... <laughs> So if I got it right, Jazz is the guy who would eat a chicken with human blood on it, but not use the same scissors for arts and craft and for kitchen at, even after cleaning it. Can I? Can I please? Yeah, my point can exactly. I clarify that I was joking about eating chicken with Lies. blood on it. I love that I have to clarify Lies. that. Uh, welcome to the zoo crew. It's a couple of vampires here. We love blood in our chicken tacos. <laughs> Come on, uh, Sophia. Welcome to the show. Talk to us about the small injury that you've got. So, like, all girls does their nails, like, shellac, gelish, whatever. So, I went to do yeah. my nails and was doing them all the time. And then it was, like, time to remove them. And I decided I'm not going for to put any layers on the top anymore. So, I just wanted to remove them and that's it. So, my master was away and I went to someone else. And someone else was, like, removing with the machine. Like, you know, when you remove the shellac polish. So, and when, yeah. while she was removing, she just removed a little bit of my own uh, nail layer. <gasps> So it didn't hurt. It didn't hurt at this time because it was like, oh, okay, grand. So she put something on, like some oil, whatever. So I went home. I was like happy. I don't have any more nails. And then next day I decided like to clean the kitchen and uh, put on the gloves. And I was cleaning oven for some reason. I don't know why. And when I put the chemicals in the oven and I started to scrub even through the gloves, the chemical went onto my nails. And then I felt the all 
nice feeling, <laughs> nice, like, you know what I mean? So it was like, it was horrible. I just wanted to cut <gasps> off my hands, like, oh, I don't know, fingers, no. whatever. It was so, oh, so horrible. Oh my God, even yeah. like the chemicals I've getting in through the glove, that sounds absolutely awful. Exactly, and it took me like, you know, about like three months until all my layers came back and my nails started to look normal. So it was like disgusting, yeah. Nasty. Oh, that seems awful. Oh, I'm so, so sorry that happened. (laughs) Are you you okay now? Can you confirm you're okay now? Well, well, yeah, yeah, I'm okay now. It happened like a half year ago, so between first and second lockdown, yeah. (laughs) Glad to hear you're okay. Sophia, thanks so much for coming on. Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. Last week, I'm going to say, perhaps the week before, we were talking about the phenomenon that was the TikTok feta pasta and how the world is loving it, how Finland is selling out a feta cheese because of it and how we think it (laughs) tastes like vomit. Yeah, I made it and I think it absolutely tastes gross. Like, I'm all for feta cheese, but when it's cold and in a salad, when you cook it and reheat it, it tastes like someone regurgitated in your mouth. Like, it's absolutely awful. And when I see people making it and they're so excited, I'm like, psst, don't do it. Just just don't do it. It's gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made it as well. Absolutely rotten. But... Over the weekend, I gave the TikTok feta pasta a remix and oh, remix. oh my <laughs> days, it was so good. Bow, 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 bow. We, gave, we, gave, <laughs> we gave the TikTok feta pasta a Borzen remix. <laughs> so if you don't know what Borzen is... Oh my god! I think well, borsa. I think it's borsa. Yeah, it's borsa. It's French. Borsa. It's essentially French. it's soft cheese, as in like Philadelphia vibes, but not quite <laughs> spready lunch cheese. Very tasty soft cheese with garlic and herb infused into it. My goodness, borsa yeah. is so good, just on crackers or whatever. So for the TikTok pasta, we replaced feta with a couple of blocks of borzen and all borzen <laughs> couple of blocks of borzen <laughs> couple of blocks of bleeding borzen and works the same way so you essentially you just put a load of cherry tomatoes in a dish couple of blocks of borzen in the middle chuck that all into, into the oven for half an hour it all melts down then after half an hour you mm. take it out you smush up all the tomatoes you mix it in with the borzen I also threw in some um, red onion and bacon bits oh my days it was absolutely sensational so if you're thinking of making the TikTok pasta get your feta cheese out and stick in some borzen do you think this is like the mother of all pastas now? Because like, I know you're you're quite passionate. You're a big carbonara guy, and you have mastered carbonara. Was this better than any carbonara you've ever made? Carbonara. I know they're different, but <laughs> what you always like they say carbonara. You say carbonara, very posh, very posh indeed. Carbonara. Carbonara. <laughs> What's wrong with my pronunciation of carbonara? Uh, carbonara. Uh, it's just very posh. I do love carbonara. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> you say But yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, definitely, they're definitely very good, but I just... I, the simplicity of just chucking it all in the oven for half an hour and then the garlic and the cheese coming mm. out, it, it, it was unreal. So if you are thinking of doing the TikTok pasta, don't even bother with feta cheese. Get some borsan. No. You can get it you can get it in a lot of places. It's just it's spelled B O U R S I N. Borsin or Borzon. 
few slabs of borzen. <laughs> so, so good. Garlicky, creamy goodness. Smush those. Borzen and chill. <laughs> Smush those tomatoes <laughs> up and then stick in your pasta. And oh my God, chef's kiss. A bloody block of borzen. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. We need your help. We need your advice for a person who has sent an email to the station right now. Yeah, so basically they confessed, not confessed, their friend confessed to them that they checked their boyfriend's phone on the regular. They've been cheated on before and the boyfriend is like, look, I know you have a past. Your last boyfriend cheated on you. I'm happy to hand over my phone whenever you want to check. I have nothing to hide. And now the friend is like, hang on a minute. This isn't right. The girlfriend says, look, she said to her friend, I know this isn't right, but I can't stop. And now the friend wants to intervene and she doesn't know what to do. Do you think it's wrong to check your other half's phone? You can let us know. 087-711-1038. Jessica says, If she has reason to be suspicious, I think it's fine. My man is trash. I do it. (laughs) 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 I love the honesty. My man is trash, so I do it. (laughs) I mean, that's But I just feel like if you have a reason to do it, then why why are you with them? Like, why? If they give you the the need that you, like, you're hiding from something from me, I need to check your phone. Why are you with them? Hey, Get rid. Hey, pieces of trash deserve to be loved too, no? <laughs> <laughs> and Nicole, welcome to the show. What are your thoughts on everything that's going on? I don't think it's wrong. I just, like, I went through my ex-boyfriend's phone just because, like, of the reputation he had before he got with me. And I, like, turned out that he still had that reputation and he was still doing it. So. Oh, okay. So oh, did he know okay. that you were looking at his phone when you were doing it? Um, no, he was asleep, but I woke him up. <laughs> <laughs> he was asleep to begin with, then I found what I found, and then I woke him up. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you react when you when you found, like, stuff on his phone? Like, what did you say? Was that it? Like, was it relationship over, or? No, I, I woke him, and he, I was, like, screaming at him, and then he was like, I can explain, I can explain, so I let him explain the stuff, and then I was like, he was like, I don't even talk to them. Like, they just text me all the time. I was like, it was like a fake account or something. I was like, I know the girl. It's not a fake account. Oh. So okay. he just like was like, oh, I can explain or whatever. And I was like, right. So I just let it go. And then I done it again a few days later. Oh, God. Oh, and like, no. he was still texting him and stuff. So I was like, here, leave me alone. Gonzo then, was it? Yeah. Oh, God, it's a tough one. But there, I suppose there you go. If there's suspicions there, it can almost warrant it, I suppose. Uh, Nicole, thanks so much for coming on. Kieran, welcome to the show. What are your opinions on it? Uh, well, how are you? Um, yeah, no, I'm also, I just texted him because it's just the, the first text in that he's had that was kind of just backing the other girl, saying to stick to her guns. Like, I just, just, I was more so in shock about that that was her, her thought on it, like that, that, it, that it's okay to do, and especially that she does it behind his back. So you're of the opinion that it's not okay? Oh, absolutely not. I just think that's absolutely madness like that. If you if you feel like you have to do it, like why are you, why are you there in the first place? Yeah, I completely agree. And I also feel like that she's, she said like that, that the boyfriend happily hands over his phone. So I think it's almost worse that he knows. Like if that's their agreement and if that's how their relationship works, then fair enough. But if you're, if you're I think it's more so if you're doing it kind of like behind our back. I think that that's just it's so wrong. Yeah, but do you think? Well, but, but I still think I, think, I still think it's wrong in the first place that she has to do it. Do you think the, the fella is a bigger agent for handing over his phone? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing it anyway. <laughs> yeah, <I suppose. laughs> the Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. 
But right now we're ha- letting you have a little bit of fun, I suppose, at our expense. Uh, last night on the show, not even on the show, in between the songs, Jazz and I were quite playfully roasting each other about our picture that is like our show picture on the website, on Spin's website. And it got a bit personal. Jazz was slagging the, the T-shirt that I was wearing, even though it was brand new and I bought it on the day specifically uh, for that photo shoot. Got very personal, but uh, if you fancy roasting us a little bit, uh, you can check it out over on Spin's Instagram and you can text us on 087-711-1038. Yeah, by all means, <laughs> let us have it right now. We want you to roast us. We want to make a bit of laugh come about at our expense. So... Here we go. There's there's actually more than I was expecting coming in. Uh, first one. <laughs> Two cousins that you dread to have to hang around with at Christmas. <laughs> I can just imagine us standing like that in the doorway, arms folded like, Happy Christmas. It's on. <laughs> Do you know what this kind of reminds me of? You know when you were in school and you'd get yearbook photos taken and it would come out and you'd all just be absolutely roasting each other. <laughs> you're yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's yeah. what I really look like. Uh, Neve also says on Instagram, she says, you're looking like a pair of TDs running in an upcoming election. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what a dig. Oh, I, lo- I think it's like the pose. I think it's the pose. Yeah, it's just so smug or something like folded arms with a with a like 40% grin crack of the photo. <laughs> uh, another one, Jazz looks like a Forex trader. That's worse than a TD. I don't want to be meshing people being like, you can make 30 pounds a minute if you just click this link and uh, I'll teach you how invest stocks yeah I'll teach you all about stocks if you want to get a good return on your investment follow my page I give daily <laughs> tips I give daily tips you come along join the family hashtag forex family you've read my mind I was going to ask what one of those is but thank you so much for explaining <laughs> it what a beautiful example uh, James says uh, no, most boring clothes choice ever not a bit of style between uh, you yes, okay, harsh, don't this is true alright <laughs> As Stevie says, not sure which forehead will be better for a game of handball. <laughs> <laughs> the foreheads one seem to be strong. Yeah, there's Someone a lot. Else, of- I think Kelly says foreheads bigger than County Cork combined. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. There's a, I, lot of, I, I, there's a lot of forehead going I mean, on, and you stick the two of us side by side. There is a lot of forehead, a lot of five heads. You'd even yeah. say a lot of five heads. Between us is a ten head. <laughs> I think this could be yeah. I think this could be my favourite of the lot. <laughs> and if you've seen the photo, you'll know what I'm talking about. Laura looks like a stock photo instead of a real person. <laughs> oh my god. I wonder imagine if all this time I looked completely different. Imagine I just didn't want to be on the internet. And I was like, just use a picture of somebody else for the show photo. That'd be so funny. Like, In fact, I look so different, I think now it could very well be a stock photo. It's you almost like you've just taken a, a load of photos at a photo shoot when you're 15, signed over the licensing, <laughs> licensing rights and been like, you can put that in. If this person wants to be called Laura, that's fine. Use that photo. That's yeah. me. <laughs> I love that so much. So you can text WhatsApp or send us a WhatsApp voice note. 087-711-1038. Poke a little bit of fun at our website photo. Why not? Yeah. We're already doing it. <laughs> the picture is up there on the website or it's on the Spin app or head to our Instagram story right now. Have a look at it. Let us have it. An absolute roast us 087 711 1038 I'm starting to think this is a bad <laughs> idea we are asking you to roast us because why not we could all do with a bit of a laugh even if it is at our <laughs> expense 
yeah Jazz and I were kind of uh, off air we were slagging each other in our show photo which you can check out on Spin's website or Spin's Instagram and I just think it's so funny because I don't think we look like us my favourite part about this Jazz is your face is technically backwards yeah. because they've taken a photo of you and they've flipped it and then just like put you in beside me and they flipped you so you would fit better and look better beside me but you just look so strange I am mirrored in that like that is, that is not me in that picture yeah no uh, Rachel says looks like Jazz has spilled a drop of tomato ketchup on his top I can confirm that's just a logo <laughs> for whatever shirt I was wearing but it actually does look like a stain also, how pretentious of you to wear a logoed t-shirt as well. You're like, oh, look at me. It's one of my fancy yeah, shirts. Literally a plain blue shirt. Li- tiny oh, little plain logo. plain blue with a nice little designer logo. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was my, yeah. it was my expensive Ralph Lauren shirt. Of course I wanted to get the brand in there. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. <laughs> uh, Sean says, Laura lo- looks like she did a... <laughs> Sorry. Laura looks like she did one bike row ski class and won't stop talking about it. <laughs> You know what? That's probably the truest roast of them all because I like to come on the radio and feel pretty smug. Like, yeah, that one time I worked out in 2016. God, I'm still sweating after that now. I'm so fit. That person, I think, I feel like that person knows me very personally. So I like that one. That's a very good one. Hugo says, <laughs> Step bro and step sis when their dad catches them. <laughs> Don't get that one. Uh, that one's lost on me. Liam, welcome. Any better roasts? Liam, welcome to the show. Go on, roast us. Let us have it. Uh, right, so firstly, Laura looks like one of them uh, substitute teachers that think they know everything, but then again, reads it off in the book. <laughs> yes. Yes, I love that one. Very true. Uh, That's very true. Jazz, Jazz, your face looks like it's been photoshopped onto a Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! I suppose. Brilliant. I, that's yeah. I, don't know, I, I take it as a compliment. I suppose, Mister Potato, well, hand, I, dashing man. I have one more for you, though. Go on. You look happy and sad at the same time, like you were holding in a fart and got to let it go, but are happy that you got caught letting out the fart. <laughs> I would always oh. be happy that one, that you get to let let, let out a fart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Liam, thanks oh, so much amazing. for coming on. Alright, cool about it. Take it easy. Uh, Cheers, Liam. Keenan, welcome to the show. Go on, let us have it. <laughs> well, I was there with Jazz for so Jazz just looks like she wants to be a big hard cop. <laughs> and Laura is, on the other hand, the good cop. You swear she got a pair of gloves for her birthday present and she has to pretend like she likes it. <laughs> got a pair of gloves for, for her birthday a present. A pair of gloves. I like that analogy though of good cop and bad cop because I think I think Jazz is more a bad cop but I'm more a good cop. It's trying to be. Absolutely, guys. Oh, I love that. Keenan, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, and I think it's just been it's just been a theme of the whole thing perhaps we're going to have to rename the show but again there's more coming in uh, looks like you could land an airplane on the foreheads <laughs> <laughs> like I'll, I'll accept like we do have large foreheads like, yeah. like I don't take these as insults like these are just facts like you're just looking at a picture and going <laughs> they have eyebrows they have eyes they have big foreheads like you know words, words can't hurt me when it comes to my forehead the five head crew head is. the five head crew which has and Laura <laughs> With Jazz and Laura. The Zoo Queen's Wednesday Wood. 
It's a zoo crew with who, just? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> let, it, let it go. I had a big enough blunder at the very start of the show. <laughs> <laughs> right now, it's our Wednesday one. Having a good old game of Would You Rather. Tonight's one is Would You Rather Move to a, to a New City or Town Every Single Week or never be able to leave the town or city that you are currently in. Yeah. I know for me, I would choose the first one, move to a new one every single week. But what would you say? You can text WhatsApp or send us a WhatsApp voice note. 87 Have your say. Kenneth, welcome to the show. Tell us, where do you see it on our Wednesday wood tonight? I would stay in the same town forever. Oh, I mean, wow, yeah. really? So if you do the whole college thing for four years where you have to pack a bag twice a week and unpack twice a week, you get pretty sick of it. So I couldn't imagine moving from place to place every single week. That would just be depressing. You would live out of a bag for the rest of your life. Do you know what? You are laying down straight facts right now. And I know exactly what you're talking about. If you you were commuting and living up for college or whatever and you went home every weekend, you've clearly done it and that's your perspective on it. And you know what? You've laid Mm. that out really well. You would be living out of a bag. You'd barely have time to um, unpack and get your other bits together. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's, it's heartbreaking it's just I nah, I kind of like the idea though of like living a minimalist lifestyle where I don't really have many things and I'm just going from city to city because then you'd have no clutter in your life you'd constantly have a clean room be great <laughs> yeah I suppose but then you're ne- in your head you're never really settled and relaxed because you're always thinking about the next move Oh, do you know? Do you, yeah, you're you're wow. speaking a lot of sense, and you're you're really making me consider crushing my dreams. option. Uh, I mean, I hmm. mean, Laura, there's nothing nothing to say that you can't go on four holidays a year, right? Oh. Well, at the moment there is, but after well, the yeah, pandemic, normal, maybe normal time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. no, I think if by this, would you rather you're staying in that that town forever? That's it. No holidays. Mm, but not even that leave to go somewhere else. I don't think so. I think no, for you sake, can't. You can't leave. For can't sake, leave the, the boundaries. Yeah, for sake of argument, we're lo- we're locking in. A very interesting perspective, Kenneth. Thank you so much for coming on, uh, Jacob. Welcome to the show. Tell us where are you sitting on, or would you rather? Well, I'd go uh, same with Laura. I'd go travel every week to a different country uh, or different Yay. town and stuff. Um, but you can always go back to your hometown to see your family and friends. So uh, I'd go traveling to a different country every week. And what do you make of the logic that Kenneth was laying down there that like you'd never feel settled, you'd have to be packing a bag every week, like you'd never have downtime or chill time? But that's the whole point of an adventure. You know, you have to take your life in, in bags and just go, go, go everywhere you can go. Take the opportunity in your hands and drive. Totally. I love that. I'm loving this carefree attitude. I think as well, we're all like quite deprived of a holiday at the moment. I think many of us would love to be able to go on holiday because of the pandemic. We won't be doing that for the foreseeable. So I think I think a lot of us are just like, I'll go anywhere, anywhere at all. Yeah, do you know what? Both of you right now, Kenneth and Jacob, you're you're both fighting your corner very, very well, I have to say. Like I'm I thought I was leaning one way, but now the logic that you've both put out is very, very decisive. I have to say, if you were my lawyers right now, I'd be very, very impressed with you. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. Something that was brought to our attention on Monday night on the show was the concept of a meat scissor. So I cut my hand in the kitchen on Monday and and one lovely listener said to me, don't use 
a knife, use a meat scissors. And to me, this concept is so alien. But I just imagine someone picking up, you know, their kitchen, their kitchen scissors, chopping away, washing it and putting it back. Jazz, you are horrified at someone maybe not having a specific scissors for the meat. Yeah, you just can't be cutting raw meat with a scissors. Fair enough, you wash it. and But then using using that scissors for arts and crafts, for other scissorly duties in your house, it just <laughs> does not sit right with me. So we're asking you, I don't. to be honest, I don't really know what we're asking because it's not going to change my mind. But do you have a meat scissors? Do you swear by it? And do you also use that meat scissors for arts and crafts? Because if you do, you're a psychopath, but we want to hear from you. 087-711-1038. Sophie says, we have a fish scissors. <laughs> they are separate from the normal arts and crafts scissors, though. Okay, grand. Okay. Makes me feel a little bit better if you, if you know they're separate. I just, I really yeah, hope okay. there's no one that has one scissors for everything. <laughs> That'll freak me out. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> uh, Louise, welcome to the show. Talk to us about your scissors. Okay, so I do have a meat scissors and I have a normal scissors and a paper scissors. But anyway, they've all got different colour tape on them so that we can tell them apart in the kitchen drawer. Okay, I'm liking the organisation. That sounds very organised. Yeah, I'm liking the organisation. So you have different scissors for different duties. And would yeah. you would you ever mix them up? No. Oh, God, no. You can't mix the meat scissors with the paper scissors. This is what That's I'm saying. wrong. This is what I'm saying. So please, in your own words, and your own ideology, explain to Laura why you wouldn't do that. Because it's unhygienic, even if it has been washed. Mm, see, That's I don't know. I, I just thinking. think, though, if... Yeah, I think though. I think it's more like if you're washing it, it's clean. Like you should trust that it's being washed and that you can use it again. Like I, I don't have a meat scissors. I'm not saying that this is what I do. I don't have them, but I just don't see the the problem with using a regular scissors for the meat. You know that kind of way. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, you wouldn't. Would you cut paper with a meat scissors? There are different types yeah. of scissors as well. The meat scissors. Yeah, is fair. A lot sharper. True. This is true. I'm, I'm glad you're on my side, Louise. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yes. Jazz, I have a quick question for you. I think your your idea is flawed, right? Do you, now, in your house, do you, when you're preparing, say, like a stir fry or a curry, mm. do you have a set of knives that you specifically use for meat and don't touch on veg? And vice versa, do you have specific veg knives that you don't use on meat? No, we don't. You can definitely Okay, so say knives are knives in your house. Knives are knives, yeah. Okay, so what's the difference between scissors, which is basically two knives on top of each other, <laughs> chopping away at meat and then washing it, and then another time w- using it on veg? What's the difference? There is no difference. They're both metal. There's no difference. The difference is the subject in which you are cutting. You can go, you can go a, a, a knife from... Although I would never cut a raw, a raw piece of meat and then go to veg without at least rinsing the knife first. However... No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying completely washing it, like putting it in the dishwasher, boiling it. Like, no, I'm not saying use them without washing them. If they're being washed, why can't you use them on both? Well, you you would, and you'd, you'd definitely use it on vegetables before you'd use it on arts and crafts. <laughs> food. <laughs> I mean, food will be cooked. No. Your arts and crafts, you're not putting your paper mache bloody sheep in the frying pan before you bring it in to show and tell your class about it, you know? <laughs> Your veg won't always be cooked. What if you're preparing a salad? Well, you certainly won't See? use a raw meat knife if you're preparing a salad. Laura, you're a psychopath. <laughs> no, I know. It's a wash knife. That's my point. You're using a wash knife. Why won't you use a wash scissors on something else? Because scissors and See, arts no, and No, you're flawed. No. no, you don't know what to say. You're flawed. I don't know you're what to say. For words. I don't know what to say. I know how to act and I know how to uh, control myself <laughs> in the scissors. You psychopath. 87 1038 What are your rules for meat scissors? <laughs> with Jazz and Laura.
This is definitely the most ridiculous argument we've ever had. <laughs> but for some reason, it feels like it's the most passionate I've ever been. We're talking about scissors. Yeah, in speci- specifically meat scissors. We're talking about meat scissors on Monday night in the show. They came up in brief conversation and someone told me, don't be cutting your meat with a knife anymore. It's too dangerous. Cut it with a scissors. It's so much more easy. And I was like, okay, Grant, so you know, I'd imagine someone would just take the, the regular old scissors out of the out of the kitchen drawer and Jazz says, eh, no, like you specifically have to have a special meat scissors to cut meat um, because they, 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 you can't just go and chop up your arts and crafts with them. But like, if you're washing it, a scissors is scissors. What are you laughing at? <laughs> no, I'm just laughing at the concept of everything. First of all, it's just so weird. I also I don't like the concept of a meat scissors. Like, be a bloody yeah, real, me neither. Be a, a grown up person. Cut your meat with a knife. Do you think uh, Gordon Ramsay yeah. is chopping up chicken breast with scissors? No. Second of all, if you do go down the meat scissors route, you can't be using that scissors for arts and crafts. No matter how many times you boil it or how many times you wash it, just because you don't mix food and arts and crafts, particularly raw meat and arts <laughs> and crafts, or whatever else you be cutting. <laughs> My favourite part about you, your argument, is that you're so passionate about arts and crafts when you literally haven't done it since like 2002. Well, like, I'm just generalising. I'm generalising scissorly duties. Arts and crafts, mainly, <laughs> I mainly use scissors for cutting wrapping paper at Christmas. Imagine you went around to someone's gaff on Christmas Day, <laughs> you handed them a gift, be like, by the way, the be white. <laughs> it's like, here, here oh, let me to- know when you're done with the scissors there, I need to wrap some presents. Like, what? <laughs> Here, oh here's God. here's your gift. I've wrapped it really well. By the way, don't lick that because I'm only after preparing the turkey with the same scissors <laughs> I cut your wrapping paper. Uh, Avril says, oh. definitely have a meat scissors, but only for meat. Game changer. That's the logic I'm talking about. You need your meat scissors <laughs> okay. only for meat. Uh, Tino says, we have about four scissors in our drawer and they get used for everything, including cutting the fat off rashers. But my mother would go insane if you touch the special chicken chopping board. Yeah, again, I agree. You need to have separate <laughs> chopping boards for raw meat. Uh, that house sounds like it's just a free-for-all when it comes to the scissors. Like, take whatever one is, is nearest and chop up your chicken. <laughs> a machete. Uh, Laura is <laughs> yeah. on WhatsApp and says, in our house, we have a meat scissors and it's put in the washing machine after each use. But if we need to cut something like paper, oh. we've no problem using that scissors. First of all, I hope you mean See? dishwasher and not the washing machine. Yeah. Like Jesus. Oh, Don't get... all chicken in with your clothes. Oh, 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 oh stop the lights. Stop the lights. Oh, like, that's the same oh. logic I'm talking about. You don't mix raw meat with arts and crafts. You don't mix raw meat with your clean clothes, do you know? Jazz, that's because we're not Lady Gaga circa 2010 <laughs> where she wore the meat dress to the music awards. Like, we are not wearing raw meat. Like, well, then you shouldn't be arts and oh. crafting with raw meat scissors. Jazz, we don't arts and crafts. When was the last time you arts and crafts? If you say arts and crafts to me one more time, I'm actually just going to shut down my computer and go to bed. I can't. I can't take. Don't, Jazz, don't tempt me. I'm three feet away from my bed. Um, Magdalena says, don't I'm, me. I'm with Laura. There's nothing wrong with using the same scissors for your yeah. chicken and for your favourite arts and crafts, Jazz. It's like, <laughs> oh, I feel like I can't no, win. Jazz, my, but no, you're, you're wrong. My logic is no. if you trust knives to get washed, if you chop a chicken breast, wash it and then use it and a couple of days later to chop some veg for a salad, you are contradicting yourself. If you trust that a knife can get washed, you need to trust that a scissors can get washed as well. I will not stop until we get bloody Donald Skeen on the show telling us you don't mix your <laughs> knives for raw meat with He's your arts and crafts. He does not have a meat scissors. He's like <laughs> chopping king. Yeah, but if you're, this is true, but if you're 
arguing that a scissors is just two knives on top of themselves. First of all, I'd love to <laughs> yeah. see you argue that point at Donald's Keane. And second of all, help, and second of all, I need to know what arts and crafts Donald's Keane is doing. Suecast with Jazz and Laura. Hey Jazz, I am a little bit nervous about bringing up the next topic with you because I am aware that for the first half an hour of this show, we were blatantly fighting on air mm-hmm. over meat scissors. Mm. Obviously, we very, um, you know, very contrasting views on where we stand with meat scissors. They're yeah. a bit weird, but um, anyway, look, we won't, we won't bring it back up. Let, let's let's leave the past in the past. Yeah. Um, but the next thing I want to chat to you about is now I know you're very passionate about this, and it's not liking coriander. Oh, oh, here we're not. We're not going down this route, are we? In for a penny, in for a pound. Let's just lay it all on the table. If we're if we're fighting for a show, we may as well fight oh for the whole show. God, um, you you don't like it. And any time, well, when we used to work in the same office before, I was broadcasting from home. I would always twist your arm on a Friday. I'm like, come on, will we will we get a little burrito bowl? Will we go on, go on. And one thing that they put in a lot of burrito bowls is a heck load of coriander. Yeah, um, oh. and you're you're not a fan. I just <laughs> I just hate <laughs> coriander. Just the taste of it is so bloody intrusive and violent in your mouth. Like you're supposed to be a herb adding essence and flavour. It's like you're coming into my mouth with a bloody shank you'd find in Mountjoy Prison and attacking my taste buds. Do you not like you don't like it because you said it tastes like soap. No, it's not even soap. It's just that it's just a real sharp, aggressive taste. It's just no, not for me. Not into it. Uh, well, I, on the other hand, absolutely love it. Like I made chicken tacos there on Monday. I put it in the chicken. I put it in the guac. I put it in the sour cream dressing. I put it in the pico de gallo. Is that what you call it? Pico de gallo. I can never pronounce that right. Um, salsa, Lord. It's called salsa. Put- <laughs> put it in that like I cannot get enough of the stuff but apparently um, as many as one in five people um, don't think it tastes nice and they think that it tastes like soap and if you're one of these people I have two friends who absolutely hate coriander as well and they say like that it it tastes like dishwater or like dish dish like washing up Mm. liquid or soap and apparently that's due to like kind of like your your genes and like your your genetics so if you're one of these people that thinks it tastes like soap it's due to a super sensitivity to chemicals called aldehydes and they are present in coriander so if you're one of these people that thinks that they taste like soap you could be you could be right because the aldehydes are also used to perfume soaps and detergents so if you have a, um, a super sensitivity to them, to, to the aldehydes, that means you're going to have the same reaction and oh. think that coriander tastes like soap. Isn't that mad? That's nuts. Now, I have to say, it, yeah. it doesn't taste like soap to me, but I'd love to know if, if I have a hypersensitivity to aldehydes. And yeah, I wonder if you do, because, well, it doesn't sound like that you can taste like the soapiness of yeah. it, but it's just more so you just like the, you just don't like the taste of it. And would it be like if there was aldehydes in, in soaps and, and that sort of crack that like, it, they would smell funny to me or I wouldn't like the smell or I'd be, is that similar vibes? It's it's kind of like that you just, it's a really kind of like overpowering smell, I right. suppose, more than anything else. Like you would be quite hypersensitive to it. Like you might have the same, you might be able to, like I might smell coriander, but it might not be as strong as someone who has a super sensitivity to all the heights. Yeah. So I just think it's very interesting. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, see, I'm ground with soaps, I'm ground with fragrances, so I just think my hatred of coriander comes down to the very essence of it. I just hate it. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, there you go now. 
fun fact. So, if you use meat scissors and you love coriander, stay the hell away from me. The Zoocast with Jazz and Laura. A friend of mine texted me today uh, and he included some images that popped up in a Facebook memory of his, of something that we did this mm. week, eight years ago. And we had a right out laugh about it. And I was like, oh, do you know what? It's Thursday. Let's do a little throwback Thursday Instagram post. So, I started uh, putting the photos on my Instagram just there before the show and I started writing the caption. And you know sometimes when you just get lost in a moment and I really think that this is this is the the being locked down and not having events, not having gigs within me that's just made me blurt this out. So I kind of got a little yeah. bit uh, carried away with the caption, let's say. So I okay. want I wanted to right. I wanted to, to bring this up in the show. And uh, I'm just going to read the caption of what this was. So uh, shout out Adam Scanlon for reminding me of this today. Uh, eight years ago, DJ uh, Steve Aoki was playing in the Olympia Theatre in Dublin. We got tickets and we were absolutely buzzed to go. Found some pictures and this is my caption for my Instagram post. Two things, <laughs> two things not allowed due to COVID. People gathering and people sharing cake. Throwing it back eight years ago this week, Steve Aoki playing at the Olympia Theatre in Dublin. I knew going to this gig that I wanted to be the person, the person that he threw his infamous cake at. I even wrote him a message on my t-shirt that had a target on it. Cake me, Asian Jesus. I spent the evening elbow bashing fellow adolescents in the crowd to ensure I was in the front row when the cake came out. You can imagine my devastation when the creamy delight did in fact emerge from side stage with the long-haired DJ wielding it in his left hand, eventually throwing it at someone on the complete other side of the room. Distraught. I thought my night was over. Yes, I was enjoying the tunes and vibing with the atmosphere, but man, I wanted that cake. Some further minutes pass and my inner DJ tells me there's not much time left of Steve's set, as does my watch. Something perks my interest. He walks off stage. Could he be getting another cake? I think to myself. Yes, yes he could, my inner monologue continues, as he emerges from side from the stage right curtains with another ginormous square dessert. This time, <laughs> you can bet your bottom dollar I was doing everything in my power to make him see me. And by that, I mean flailing my long spaghetti arms in the air so much that he couldn't miss me. He aimed his arm with pointing finger around the venue before locking eyes with me. Target <gasps> acquired. And then, well, the pe- pictures speak for themselves. I miss gigs. And... And Aww. what followed, I can't, I can't explain because you need to look at the pictures of what followed. But what followed was Steve Aoki with the, the biggest cake that I've ever seen in my life getting splattered all over me <laughs> in the front row in the Olympia Theatre in Dublin. And oh my God, oh my God, I was, I've never been so happy to be covered in cake in my life. And... Uh, the, the pictures of these he had a, fr- a photographer in the front row just in front of all the crowd and I am like I'm there eyeing him down and the cake <laughs> flies through the air and absolutely nails me and obviously collateral damage hitting so many people around me and beside me and Jesus the, one of the best nights of my life ever I have only one question what did the cake taste like? Tell me that you licked yourself. I licked myself. Of course I did, but I actually cannot remember. It was just a load. Oh, of, no. It was just a load of cream going everywhere. But like this was, and this is like an early show. We were out of the Olympia by half eleven. Like we got the bus home from this gig, <laughs> and we got the bus home covered, covered in creamy cake. People were like, "Oh my god, are these guys okay?" 
What a night. Oh, the best memories, though. I love that. What a night that was. Steve Aoki, thank you. I was so happy that I was one of the victims <laughs> of the cake throw. Suecast with Jazz and Laura. Okay, ready? Your Billie Eilish station. Yo, it's Billie Eilish. Spin. Is this live? Billie Eilish's documentary The World's a Little Blurry is landing on Apple TV tomorrow and to celebrate we're giving away one month subscriptions to Apple TV Plus not just for you to you also for a nominated friend as well I love this idea spreading the love and the joy and the positivity yeah exactly a random friend a random prize should they answer the phone Uh, Neve, welcome to the show how are you? Hi, yeah, good, thanks. How are you? <laughs> We're pretty good, thank you very much. We must say congratulations. First of all, you've made it on air with us, so you've just bagged Yay. yourself a one-month subscription for Apple TV+. Plus. Congratulations. Daddy, thanks, Mel. Give me something to do. <laughs> exactly. Easy as that. Nice <laughs> yeah. and simple and something to look forward to. And then not only that, we're asking you to nominate a friend that we can ring. What friend are you nominating and why? Uh, Becca, because she's like my best friend and we watch all the same stuff, so... Okay. It'd be bad if I had it by myself. (laughs) Okay, brilliant. Now, I've noticed that you've actually forwarded forwarded, um, Rebecca's whole contact, and I can see by you doing that that you have her saved in your phone as Nugget. (laughs) 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 So so, so what we're going to do is we're going to give Rebecca, a.k.a. Nugget, 10 rings to answer the phone and if she answers within those yeah. 10 rings then congratulations she wins a pass for herself as well Daddy, I also no have worries. an idea Neve. when if and when Rebecca answers the phone I'm going to pretend to be you and I'm going to say hey Nugget and then she's going to be like oh hi Neve. I think she, she'll believe will it will she know what we're talking about I mean, probably not. That's from ages ago. <laughs> okay. You can try. Oh, this is even Fantastic. Better. Imagine she hangs up. That'll make it <laughs> all the better. Will. Okay, here we go. We're calling Rebecca, a.k.a. Nugget. If she answers within <laughs> 10 rings, then she wins. <laughs> There's one. Hello? Hey, Nugget, how are you? Hi, I'm good. <laughs> it's Neve. what's up? This is not Neve. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh Lauren Jazz from the Zoo Crew on Spin. How are you? How are oh you, Rebecca? God. I was like, no, this isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, we must we must give um, total disclosure what we're doing here. Uh, Neve has nominated you to win a prize. Uh, that prize being a one-month subscription for Apple TV Plus as we celebrate the brand new Billie Eilish documentary on uh, Apple TV Plus. And just by answering the phone within 10 rings, you have won yourself that pass. So congratulations. But we no also, we've also found out that <laughs> Neve has you saved in their phone um, as Nugget. And we we're like, oh, hey, why don't, we, why don't we pretend to be Nugget right now and see if you respond which you did you got it straight I did, away <laughs> oh that's brilliant oh <laughs> I love God. that <laughs> so tell, what's, what's the history of the nickname um, to be honest she's just obsessed with chicken nuggets so I think she decided to call me one <laughs> stunning I love oh. that uh, well, we, have, we have both of you on the line right now and even Rebecca congratulations any messages any wishes for each other um, I just hope you're keeping well I know I've seen you from a distance the other day, but hopefully we'll be back together soon. <laughs> yeah. Aww, best of I'm friends. Gonna the name <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that needs to stay together. Neve, Neve and Nugget, congratulations. Nugget. Well done. Thanks, Thanks Mel. Mel. The 
This week we are absolutely delighted to be joined by Aileen Fitzmaurice, also known as Band-Aid, digital content creator. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, guys. How are we? We're pretty good. Uh, good. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, um, there, there is one big reason that we asked you to come on this week. We are, we are going to get to... probably the main reason that I shouldn't be giving advice to anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, carry on. <laughs> and we are going to get you to answer some questions in due course. And by the way, if you'd like to send one in for 18, 87 1038 But the reason, the most pressing issue is that there is a documentary on Netflix at the moment called The Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel, Cecil Hotel, whatever ever you want to call it big at the moment it's like number two on trending um, if you've seen it you know the story but you Aideen stayed there recently relatively recently enough what was going on with this and how did you end up yeah. there so basically we stayed there in 2016 which was three years after the Elisa Lam case um, I was on my J1 and what we did was there was actually three of us together that were going to travel all around America So we literally went like LA, Vegas, San Fran, New York, and each person picked a place. So I did Vegas. We stayed in the Excalibur, which is this like castle. It was amazing. And then one of the girls booked LA and obviously it was like so expensive and we were on pennies when we were traveling. So she found this hotel and she was like, God, this looks nice. Yeah, fairly (laughs) cheap. Okay, let's book that. And it was literally only when we arrived and the taxi man was like, where am I dropping you? <laughs> <gasps> no. And we uh, we did a bit of googling and we we found out where we were staying and uh, the history behind it and yeah we were absolutely <gasps> so- traumatized. We were there for three nights. <laughs> when I think so, like about once it, I'm you like, realize. Oh once you realize, Sorry? were you straight away spooked? Like when you realized straight away, were you spooked? I was so spooked. Like it. And it's, it's so weird because only watching the documentary, I was even learning more about it, the way that it was structured. So it was kind of like a trendy hostel on like the first three to five levels. And then there was residents above that. Because I did think when we were going in, there was a few kind of dodgy characters. And I was like, <laughs> what is going on here? Like, what what is this thing? <laughs> but um, yeah, when we found out, so it was actually nuts. The very first night they were basically like, okay, we can put you guys in a room together. So my <gasps> best friend, Lynn, or when I think about it, she had to stay in a separate room to oh, us. And no. we just figured this out. We were oh, all so no. spooked, like, was so afraid to go to sleep, was so afraid to, like, brush my teeth because I was thinking of the water. Like, everything mm. was just, like... Mm. And then the worst part was, so we were on Skid Row, which is, like, literally the most dangerous place probably in the world. Yeah. Not even in America. Like, it's so dangerous there. So we were, like... It was a catch-22. It was like, stay in the murder hotel or be on Skid Row. So, like, (laughs) so we were stuck in the hotel. Like, in the evenings, we couldn't go out and, like, go to a restaurant or anything because it was just too dangerous. Like, it was so scary. I actually, like, I'm only reliving it now since the documentaries come out. I think I've been trying to, like, push it aside in my brain. Um, because it was just, yeah, pretty traumatic. And, and watching the documentary, you, you get the eerie vibe from it. If you haven't seen it, in essence, the story goes, and we won't spoil the end, essentially um, a student from 
uh, Canada goes travelling there on her own, stays in a hotel, mysteriously goes missing, and then all this CCTV, CCTV footage of her looking kind of like she's in danger starts to emerge kind of like she's in danger and almost like she is having a, a bit of a weird episode but people don't know if she was taken if she was murdered and the hotel has a reputation of being quite haunted and all this sort of lark Zoocast with Jazz and Laura let me tell you it's never a dull day with zinc around Never. Oh, a little day. cutie patootie. Uh, if you're new to the show, Zinc is my puppy. He's actually a big boy. He's a Weimaraner, big, big boy. He's actually going to be one next month. So he's 11 months at the moment. And Aww. I had him out today. What date next month? Uh, I think we worked out that his birthday is the 16th of March. We should have called him Paddy. Oh. Paddy. Paddy the Weimaraner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had him out today, out for a walk. Glorious weather, absolutely lovely. And you know, he's mm. a pup and he's still he's quite crazy, so sometimes when he's off the lead, you know, he can be running up to dogs, running up to people. But uh I where I brought him today was was out on a pier, a, a, a lovely pier near me, and we were walking, and he was actually being really good. Like, sometimes he let him off the lead, and you're kind of <laughs> sitting there with anxiety, being like, what's he going to do? But he was being very, very well behaved today, so I was so happy with him. And uh, one point in the pier, there's a little concrete walkway that juts out into the harbour at the sea, and we'd walk that, and we were coming back, and, and turning back onto the main pier... So you can imagine a little corner where there's, you know, lots of water and that was quite sheltered from the harbour that, that was there. And you know sometimes around harbour there's, there's these big boulders and stones where, where they say the concrete wall of a pier will meet the sea. Yeah. Then yeah. often like a lot of seaweed and sludge kind of gets built up in those corners. That was that was happening here and I could see that Zinc was kind of... was being curious and he was being adventurous and he was kind of climbing down the wall and the steps a little bit towards the water <laughs> towards all this stone with seaweed on it and I was like hey come on hey, up out of that come on and he just he just wanted to go down and explore so he did and I could <gasps> see him climbing no. I could see him climbing on the rocks these rocks covered with slippy slippy seaweed and then also there was seaweed on on the surface of the water for a couple of meters, like it looked like there was it was solid, oh, no. but it was just seaweed. Obviously, I knew this. Zinc didn't know this. Zinc climbing all all, all over all the rocks, <gasps> thinks it's a solid <gasps> surface. Starts essentially walking on water for a couple of seconds before he goes. No, he he went straight down. I'm still up in the pier, literally like 15 feet above him. I'm trying to call him. I can see he like I, I kind of start to panic. I can see he can't get back up on the rocks because he's only a puppy he doesn't really like the water as well He's and he can't oh, no. get up because he's slipping I'm like oh my god take off my glasses sunglasses uh, phone into my zip pockets I'm like okay here we go this is about to be a situation I have to run oh, no. down I have to run down myself start scampering across these big rocks with slippy layers of one inch <laughs> thickness of seaweed on them trying to not fall into the water myself get down to where he is try and reach for him because he's still on rocks where he definitely wouldn't be able to get up I, he's literally trying to paw up at the rocks I'm literally reaching out being like Zeke take oh my, my hand uh, eventually oh no. and meanwhile by the way of course people start seeing what's going on there's a crowd of about 10 people being like just watching on be, people being like do you want treats I'm like I need the bloody coast guard not a treat uh, no it wasn't that serious 
I eventually okay? I eventually grab his collar and try myself to scamper backwards on the rocks and very like if I lose one bit of footing I'm in the drink as well eventually reef him up onto the rocks and trying to have to like hoosh his little dog booty up over the rocks again Aww. make sure he's not slipping because he can go down between the rocks because obviously it's not a proper surface eventually yeah. get him back up oh my god oh my god what an ordeal I hope he's okay now. Is he all good? Yeah, he's fine now. Like, as soon as he got back up, he didn't even realise what was going on and he was grand and people were like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm grand. He's just like, thanks, Dad. Thanks so much. Oh, look, seaweed. Literally, literally. And you know, I could see it in slow motion. I was like, oh, he's going to think that's solid. Good. I was like, oh, I'm not going to lie, Jazz. Throughout that whole story, I could just hear the Baywatch music in my head. Yeah. Yeah, even, you was like David Hasselhoff. Even, yeah, even that was so weird. Even though it was only like eleven degrees and there was a bit of sun, I ripped my kit off and I was sprinting in <laughs> slow motion up the pier. Where did these red speedos come from? <laughs> I wasn't even wearing these when I left the house. <laughs> the with Jazz and Laura. I want to test something out. I spotted online today a new technique for helping you fall to sleep or fall back asleep if you are suffering with lack of sleep at night, or maybe you wake up a lot during the middle of the night. This is for you, and uh, we want to test it out right now. They claim that this can make you fall asleep in 60 seconds and it's called the 478 sleep technique. And Laura Bracken, you are going to be the guinea pig. I'm actually really excited because I kind of said to you before the show, I was like, I don't know what it is. I just don't have any energy this week and I didn't have the best week of sleeps for no particular reason. And I am feeling a little bit tired today. So I'm actually, I'm almost scared. I feel like you're about to hypnotize me or something. Yeah. Okay, so the way this works is... It's four, seven, eight. So step number one is you breathe in for four seconds. So before, then you hold for seven seconds, which is tough. So like try your best. Hold for seven <laughs> okay. seconds. One, two, three, four, five, six, Then mm-hmm. exhale for eight seconds. So the whole thing takes four, seven is 11 and eight is 19 seconds. So you do that three times. It's going to be about 60 seconds-ish, right? So you are broadcasting from home right now. So I am. I actually, I I really want this to work and be be full. So obviously I'm not just going to, once we start 60 seconds, I'm not just going to shut up because otherwise it's going to be silent on the radio. So once we get, (laughs) so once we get one round done, one, four, seven, eight, I'm actually going to ask you, Laura, to take off your headphones. And I, I, I I did actually want you to get into your bed there behind you to see if this actually works. So, but I don't know if your headphones, I don't know if your headphones will stretch. They won't stretch that far. Hang on, give me a second. I may be able to see. I'll I'll keep narrating. Yeah. But I. But okay. I, you keep you keep narrating there for one second. So again, so maybe if you're at home and you want you want this to work, perhaps, and you can try, and you're definitely not driving. Um, sit down or get in your bed. I'm gonna I'm gonna put on some relaxing music. I'll I'm also gonna keep track of time. Okay, it's I'll, not gonna work. My my thing won't stretch. Okay, so maybe I literally have to move my whole desk. Here, I'll I'll just lie back in my chair. Okay, so after the first round, I'm going to ask that you do actually take off. Put No, but don't hold your microphone. Put your microphone on the desk. You're not going to need okay. to speak anyway. So after the first okay. round, you're going to take off your headphones so you can't hear me because obviously this needs to be in your head, so keep counting your, your he- in your head yourself. Okay, here we go. Welcome to the 478 sleep <laughs> technique. We're going to fall asleep together. We will sleep together. You and I are going Excuse to me? sleep together. <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> 
everyone sleeps together on Friday night, aren't they? Okay, so what we're going to be doing is breathing in four seconds, holding for seven, and exhaling for eight. Hopefully three rounds, 60 seconds, you will be sleepy time. Okay, we are going to begin in three, two, one. Now inhale, one, two, three, four. Now hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight. Inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Exhale, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, Three, four, five, six, seven. Exhale. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. We have reached a minute. Laura has her headphones off. Now, is she actually asleep? Are you asleep? Huh? Are you asleep? <laughs> No, but my head, I noticed, I started that link with like, I started that breathing with my head up and I just opened my eyes there. My eyes were closed and my head was all the way down. Did you at all? I was all, definitely getting sleepy. Did you at all feel zen or maybe if you did that for another couple of minutes, it would have worked? Yeah, I think if I did for a few more minutes, I probably would have been a bit more relaxed. Well, because I couldn't hear you, I was conscious that like I couldn't like not talk to you as well at the same time. Part of me was like, no, you can't fall asleep. But then I know that was the point. <laughs> I just wanted you to be gone and that'll be it for the show. <laughs> the Zoo Cast with Jazz and Laura.